Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll, and it is a Friday. And today's episode being brought to you in part by Great Clips. At Great Clips, we want you to love your haircut. That's why we created Clip Notes, notes that tell us what you like. So you get your same great haircut every time, everywhere, every place. With Clip Notes, no matter which stylist cuts your hair, you get the haircut you want. All right. And we've got a big weekend coming up. It's Survivor Series weekend in Toronto, in T.O. And as you guys know by now, my best friend K.O., Kevin Owens, we're going to be doing a live Talk is Jericho broadcast on Sunday morning at the Bassett Theater in Toronto. We're also hosting a small breakfast an hour before the event. There's going to be VIP meet and greets. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. Go check out markoutmoments.com to be a part of the live talk is Jericho at the Bassett Theater in Toronto Sunday morning before Survivor Series with my best friend Kevin Owens. You are not going to want to miss this. And to give you a little sample of what you're going to get, uh, my other best friend, my former tag team partner Christian was my special guest at the first talk is Jericho live. Uh, That was a uh, live from Caroline's in New York City during SummerSlam weekend. He told some great stories about his gimmick as the Vampire Kids, his WWE debut working with Grand Gangrel. You hear about the creepy little bastard gimmick and the t-shirt that went along with it, and the finish that went wrong during a ladder match with Christian and I, which ended up giving me, a, well, shall we say, a steel enema. It's a taste of what you're going to get this weekend, uh, Survivor Series weekend with Kevin Owens in Toronto, all the way back to August at SummerSlam. This is Christian live at Caroline's, the world-famous comedy club in New York City. Uh, it's a great conversation. First of all, a conversation with me and then a Q&A with all of the great fans that were in attendance. It is a great, great show. It's going to be a great time also on Sunday. But first, if you're starting to look twice at your hairline in the mirror every morning, you're not alone. Thinning hair actually starts young. I had some issues with it years ago, a lot younger than you think. I remember when I was about 22 or 23, noticing that my my hair was a little bit thin in parts. Luckily, it came back in force, but it starts mostly during your 20s and 30s. There is an issue. Yes, it's hereditary, but there are a lot of other factors that contribute to thinning hair, stress, diet, all those products you put into it, overwashing, you're wearing a baseball cap too much. But now we've got Pura Dior. Pura Dior fights thinning hair naturally without all the crazy chemicals that other products use. You know what I'm talking about. This is like the elixir of the gods. Pura Dior gets to the root of the problem with their shampoos, which fortify and energize hair from root to tip, reducing hair loss due to breakage. An eight-week clinical study noticed that nine out of every ten users noticed measurably improved volume to their hair after using Pura Dior. Plus, I want you to check out the 13,000 Pura Dior reviews online. You can read all the those great reviews and then order it for yourself at two minute club.com slash Jericho. That's number two minute club.com slash Jericho, right? Two minute club.com slash Jericho. And when you do that, when you order from two minute club.com slash Jericho, you get $20 off plus free delivery of your first order of Pura Dior. Okay. This is all you got to remember two minute club.com slash Jericho. That's the number two minute club.com slash Jericho to get $20 off and free shipping members already received. 33% off the retail price, but now for a limited time, you're going to get an extra $20 off when you order at 2minuteclub.com slash Jericho. If you're having problems with thinning hair, those problems can stop now. Go back to that luxurious barnet, that luxurious set of weeds that you used to have. You just got to go to 2minuteclub.com slash Jericho and do it now. Hey, it's Steve Austin. Have you checked out the Steve Austin Show? I got family-friendly episodes on Tuesdays, and I let it all fly on Unleashed every Thursday. So get to podcastone.com or iTunes to listen and subscribe. And that's the bottom line, because I said so. 
Okay, so we're excited here. Uh, here we are on Sunday at Caroline's for a live Talk is Jericho with all of you wonderful people here today. Thank you. Right? I feel like I should be doing some stand-up or something like that, tell some jokes, but I don't really know any. Um, speaking of jokes, I have a great guest today on Talk is Jericho. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Hello. Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're just going to jump right into it. I've been doing this show for almost three years, and uh, this guy has been on the show once before. He was a great guest. He's a good friend of mine, and we were tag team champions together at one point, which is a funny story that I'm sure we'll tell later on today. So without further ado, which is a classic Vince McMahon uh, term, without further ado, uh, let's bring out the guest today on Sunday here at Caroline's, two-time WWE champion, Christian. Come on out, man. Here we go. He missed rehearsal as well. <laughs> I did. Yeah, actually, that's better. See, you want me to sit there? We can both sit yeah, there. Yeah, this is stupid. Like, See, we're, we're going to do our own we're thing. We're doing our own thing here. Acting like an amateur here with the oh. mic stand and everything. You see, it took a real pro for you to come out and actually pick up the mic and do it the right way. And nice scarf, by the way. That's a huge scarf. It's from the uh, tablecloth collection. And it's still more expensive than yours. <laughs> I love how everyone's like, ooh. Yeah. Gee, trust me, there'll be a lot of ball busting going on here. Uh, yeah, wow, you're really close. Can you... Ask me some questions, Chris. <laughs> yeah, can you lean out a bit? This is kind of weird, man. That's not drinking it in, that's just, ra that's like rapey. It's weird. <laughs> All right, so, um... What doing? What doing? How's it going, eh? How's it going? It's I haven't funny. seen you for, for like two weeks. I know, it's like one of those things we live in the same city and, and never, never see each but other. But we did see each other two weeks ago at, at, at your... Uh, Kids' birthday yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good seeing you. Uh, it's funny, too, because when you came out, you gave me the old uh, wrestler handshake. Yeah. When we were uh, first starting out, the, um, the rule was if you shook hands like, for real like this, that meant that you were a shitty worker. You work stiff. That you were stiff. So what guys would do is uh, fall off a thing. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, you'll be okay. Uh, guys, bumps would, anymore. guys would come out and, sh and shake hands like this. And they'd How be, you doing, brother? Hey, hey brother. They'd, they'd, you, the lighter of a handshake you had, the better of a worker you were. Was how it went. Oh my gosh! There we go. Thank you. Somebody help us. So if you if you uh, if you shook hands like a like a man, yeah, you were stiff. So now you came out there and gave me the nice. Yeah, just to let you know. Yeah. Hey, when we work later. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be light, brother. Yeah. And like, oh, this kid is stiff. Yeah. He just shook my hand. Are you yeah. kidding me? So um, and that was, and what, what other things when you first start out? What were some of the rules they told um, you? Gosh. Speak, only speak when you're spoken to yeah. in the dressing room. Um, I guess you would wait to see where, like, wait for a place to change maybe. You know, oh, yeah, like, right, yeah, right, like, right. You didn't want to take somebody's spot, so you kind of just waited until the veterans came in and took their spot. And then if there was, like, like a corner on a bench somewhere, you could maybe sit on it, like lace <laughs> yeah. your boots up or something. What like, was it like when you first came to WWE for, for that? Did you have a... Uh, 
did you have like um, some friends there? Was it were you nervous when you first came? Yeah, in? of course. Yeah, I was nervous. Um, I came in like at the time, Edge and Christian and the Hardys were there was kind of starting an influx of, of younger guys from from established right guys. So we uh, um, we we didn't know a lot of people. Um, we came in and us and the, and the Hardys at the same time. And yeah, it was very much that way when you came in that you, were, that you tried, went over and said hello to everybody and shook their hand and did the, the whole thing, you know. And, you know, we, people had their, their routine in the locker room where they, they sat and that sort of thing. So you waited to see and then mm-hmm. you kind of took your, took your place and, you know, were they gave cool? somebody a water when they came back from the That was a weird thing. Yeah. That's the thing that now when you come back from a match, people give you a bottle of water. Yeah. I never did that. No. I didn't. I guess I was rude. <laughs> I guess just, no wonder I had so much yeah. heat when I first came in. I never gave anybody fucking water. That's why. Yeah. Who who was uh, like? Was there any like kind of like like bullies or anything like that in the locker room? Like guys that would give you a hard time when you first got there? No, no. I mean, not really. I mean, they were there was guys that would like kind of test you, and and you know, I think I think JBL is a notorious uh, guy that would always kind of push your, your mm-hmm. buttons to see how far he could push them. Then you know, it was always after be like, oh, it's cool, you know. But it's like. Um, no, for the most part, it wasn't anything that was that was too harmful or, or, or anything like that. It was always just in good, like, ribbing. Yeah, yeah, You know, that sort of thing. But when, when I got there, uh, I got accused of having lifts in my boots. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly why, because I'm <laughs> short anyways. And that's what JBL was like, hey, you know, like, it was Y2J, right? So, why so short? Hey, why so short? It's like, it doesn't even really match. It's not even, yeah. it doesn't really roll off the tongue, but. Okay, hey, wouldn't have been why too short? Yeah, like why too short. <laughs> but you said why so short. No, I know, well, was it why too short? No, it wouldn't make sense. It was why so short. That's what he was saying. That's why I'm saying it doesn't make sense. It would be better why too short. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying to you. <laughs> but, that's, but that's what I'm saying that he should have said. That's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Big pop for that. I swear we didn't re- we didn't rehearse this at all. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens when you miss rehearsal. Yeah. Um, but that that's the funny thing. Like it, it's, it's intimidating when you first come into yeah, a, a place like that. But you were lucky because you had some friends. Well, I mean, Adam Edge and I came in together, right? So we had we had each other. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, <laughs> us and the and the and the Hardys, and then you know that we we literally started the same day. Edge was there a little bit before us, but um, so he had already kind of, you know laid some some groundwork as far as hey you know who the, who, who these n- mm-hmm. new guys are coming in and pretty pretty soon after that we started teaming against the hardys and we're having you know great matches with those guys right away so we kind of um you know endeared ourselves as far as as work ethic and stuff right away so i think people got people's that, respect right? yeah but people i think realized that we were going to stick around for a while we weren't just going to mm-hmm. be there for a few months and be and, like and hey whatever d- happened to those guys you know so it does make a difference when you have somebody, if it's like you said, just one friend there to say, hey, this guy's cool. Yep. That guy's nice. Yeah. You know, because you guys started. I didn't tell anybody anything about you. I was like, yeah, he's a dick. I know, right? I, I'm with you. I tried to, I tried to get him in Japan. I tried to help him get work, try to take care of this kid. And yeah. look what happens. I get there and just leaves what me. Was that was in, in Winnipeg when you came, and it was funny because. We'd heard the stories about Chris, like I, I used to wrestle in, in Winnipeg for this uh, little Italian promoter named Tony Candela. Tony Candela, and yeah. um, <clears throat> you were long gone at that point. I think you were living in Vancouver, but you're working in Japan and Mexico. Yeah. You, were, you were like in our eyes, you were like this huge superstar legend. Which when I met you, I was <laughs> when I met you, I was like, geez, what was I thinking? But no, he, uh, <laughs> we, uh, but uh, was I? I don't even remember what I was going to say now. If you would have gone to rehearsal, you would have known this is what now, you're yeah, talking yeah. about Tony Candelo and yeah, how so, I was a legend in your eyes. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about before that? Because now I forget. 
Uh, well, basically what we were saying is, is uh, 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 when you first came in, you had someone that was your friend and you were in Winnipeg. Yeah, I have no idea where I was going with the story, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Aren't you guys glad you came today so far? No. Tell, tell, let's talk about, um, about... I really wanted to tell the story about Winnipeg, but I don't remember where I was going with Well, I mean, I can't help you with that, dude. <laughs> I, I can't pull it out of you. I, mean, I remember a... you, me, and Chi-Chi Cruz ended up at somebody's pool. Uh-huh. And there was... At a girl's I house? I don't remember, but what I remember the... we were in a cab. See, the idea of a podcast is you come and you know. tell stories. Yeah. Forget it. You remember the stories, and then you tell them. <laughs> right? Let's talk about when you first came in the WWE with, with the gimmick that you had. I want to talk about the Winnipeg. <laughs> Well, then make it up. What happens? So um, uh, we went to Winnipeg, and you're still trying to think about this, and it's really bugging you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know him so well. He won't be able to concentrate on anything else until he remembers this story. Oh, is it the one where we got in a cab? That, but there was... Uh, there was right, just there move was on. debauchery and stuff? No, it wasn't that bad. Well, okay. So, you finished with Winnipeg now? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> so when you first came to the WWE... You were uh, in, in the Vampire Gang. I think that was actually... The, oh, sorry. I thought yeah. it was called the, the, ba the Vampire Kids. What was it called? <laughs> yeah. Johnny Vampire. <laughs> the Vampire Kids with a Z. Yeah. So tell me about that, though, when you first came in. Were you told you're going to be... Uh... Yeah, we were like these vampires. <laughs> and that was it? <laughs> that was it. No, yeah. No, yeah, no it was funny because I was... Um, um, I was doing, they didn't have like, uh, like NXT or they, they didn't have the Performance Center or anything like that at the time. They, were, they had uh, a couple rings set up at the, at, the, um, at the studio in Stanford and they would bring groups of guys down for like training camps, for week-long training camps. So at the end of those training camps, they would book us on these spot shows, um, these little independent shows with uh, Killer Kowalski. And they would just put, you know, the guys that were, it, were in our little group give us matches and put them on that show so we get out there in front of a crowd. And I remember it was like a Friday or a Saturday, we were down there at the end of the camp, and um, I think it was me and Sean Stasiak against the Hardys that night, and uh, it was a funny story, actually. Um, so uh, Better than the Winnipeg one? Yeah. <laughs> Much better. So, the, uh, so I think it was Bruce Pritchard came up to us, and he's like, or to me, and he's like, hey, you're, uh, we need you at the pay-per-view on Sunday. You're starting. And then he walked away. And I was like... Well, so I kept following him around. I'm like, what am I doing? What? He's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like blowing me off, obviously. And then finally, he's like, look, this is what, what the plan is, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, you know, this is kind of what you need. And it was basically leading into the, the Gangrel's underling, mm -hmm. you know, Edge's long lost brother, the whole deal. And then I remember Jeff Hardy was so crazy, still is probably. But we, uh, so we're talking about this match. And like I said, there's probably like 150, 200 people in the crowd. And then he's like, yeah, man. And then, you know, like you go to the floor and then I'll just do this springboard like moonsault off the, off the top onto the floor and there's like no pads on the floor it's like concrete and I was like, Jeff, um, you sure you want to do that? We're like starting in like a couple of days because I told them they were starting also. I was like, you might get hurt and he's like, no man, I'm good. And I went, okay, let me put it to you another way. I might get hurt. And he, he's like, okay, yeah, we won't do it. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Let's not get hurt before yeah. I start. Yeah. <laughs> so did you come in as, as a single or did you come in as a brood? No, so I came in as, um, as uh, Gangrel was, was feuding with Edge or starting a feud. Mm -hmm. So he, came, he basically, you know, had this spell over his brother, brought me in to kind of mess with Edge's head. I came down through the crowd. Like, and it was literally, it was funny because I was still getting booked on independent shows even though I had a, had a developmental contract. So I still had a bunch of dates and stuff that I was doing and I worked for this company called ECWA in, in Delaware. 
And um, <clears throat> they always treated me really well. So um, the camp was ending on the Saturday, and I had a show in Delaware that, that mm -hmm. night. So um, they said, hey, we'll fly you up Saturday. And I was like, oh, man. So I went to them and said, look, you know, I, I, this guy treats me really well. I don't want to just leave him high and dry last second. Is there any way at all I can go do this show first? And they said, well, let's check. So they said, yeah, actually, we'll, let's see if we can get him put you on before intermission. Then we'll, uh, we'll get to the airport in Philadelphia and we'll fly you up to Toronto because the, the paper was in Hamilton, Ontario, which is you know, a yeah. 45-minute drive from Toronto. So um, uh, I went and did the, the show in, in Delaware. They went to the airport, probably in front of like maybe 175, 200 people. And then like less than 24 hours later, I'm on pay-per-view in front of 15,000 fans <laughs> and it just happens like that. And I was right. just like, I remember walking out and just being like looking around and uh, I had made the mistake, I had big long hair, so I'd sprayed water on my hair and it was so humid, all of a sudden I could like feel my hair growing. <laughs> and I was like, it was like the Winnipeg story, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I was like, I was like, oh my God, my hair is so, and I'm looking around, but then I was like, no, you gotta concentrate on this moment because it's like the coolest thing ever. And I was like, I don't think my life's ever gonna be the same after this moment, and it wasn't. It changed, changed within an, in an instant that, that night. It's amazing how quickly it goes too, because you're working so hard for years and years and years, yeah. you're making no money, and then suddenly, yeah. boom, here you are. Yeah, in, was, the big, in the big leagues. Yeah, and it's you know, and then it's like you walk outside and you expect to be that guy nobody knows, and they're like, oh, Chris, and like you're the guy that walked out of the crowd, and it's like, oh man, yeah. instantly, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm over. <laughs> but it's it's funny because yeah. even talking like with like AJ uh, Styles, uh, guy, yeah, good kid, good working I think I've kid. Heard of him. Um, he he was saying that you know he worked in TNA for ten years and after one appearance in WWE suddenly you're somebody, right? You know people yeah. just one one time on TV and, and you walk through an airport and people recognize you. That's yeah. how quick it goes. Yeah, I mean, there, there was times, and like, so not saying anything bad about TNA, but when I was there, I'd be walking through an airport and people were like, hey, are you retired? Mm -hmm. <laughs> or like, you know, like, and that's not a knock. It's really not. And, no, and, but I mean, that's, it's, you're, it's you're the right. truth. And, and it's like, or like, hey, oh, it's cool, you're doing stuff, but when are you going back? You know, stuff like that. Right, right, like, right. You know, right, it's yeah. just, that's just the, the world we live in. That's sure. the, you know. Yeah, WWE is the brand name, right. and everything else is kind of like if you're not in, if you're not in WWE, you, you, to the majority of, of of the wrestling fans, you don't really exist at yeah. that point. You know what I mean? Exactly. What was your uh, relationship when you first came in? Was it Vince Russo that brought you in, or, or who was? Hold the... on a sec. I'm thinking about Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. <laughs> was it Russo that was kind of uh, yeah. Be, yeah. behind you at that point in time? Yeah, they, well, he was very much into the characters and that sort of thing. So, yeah, he had a lot to do with, with that. I think he really liked the brood mm -hmm. thing. Um, that was a really cool Yeah, no, it was very thing, cool. Man. Yeah, I was just talking with, with um, some of the guys here earlier that they were talking about the, the music. And they're like, oh, the way that you walk with the music had this, like, cool, you know, you had this cool kind of swagger when you walked. It's like, yeah, because you felt that music. Mm -hmm. It was legit. Like, it, you become something else once you hear that music. Like, I could feel that music in my bones when I walked mm -hmm. and it was just something where if you watch all three of us we're all just kind of like like hey, this is the coolest like we're smiling because like this is like the coolest entrance ever I can't believe we get to do this and we're like, yeah, I'm gonna get blood spit on me here in a second what cool. did the music sound like what, what, does anyone remember the brood music oh yeah Wow! Right. Christian's gonna be the breakout star. No one cares about Edge. But that was, and then you guys would come up out of the fire on a on a like on a on a podium. Yeah, it was crazy. So there was like, 
on the, the, the old Raw stage was higher, right? And they had like a little elevator deal. And uh, there was a, they had one of the grates cut out that they would just pop out. And then they took a rope and they like laced it with like kerosene, not kerosene, something that was flammable, obviously. But they put this rope around and they put the wick down, the other end down through the, the other side of the grate. So they would just light it with a lighter and it would go, Psh, and come on. And then like if you can listen or sometimes you could even catch a flash of it. Like when we were off and we were halfway down the ramp, you could hear, There'd be somebody behind us with a fire extinguisher, fire extinguisher <laughs> putting it out, you know, and it's like, <laughs> um, but I remember this, like, and the funny thing is when you got on it, they could only lower it so far. So if we actually got on it and, st and stood up, the, the, like our heads would stick out. So we got on it and we'd be like, crush over. Like, my, like your knees are like throbbing and you're like, God, hurry up. And it's like, so then it was like, we had a time where it started to move and we'd have to like kind of stand up all at the same time. So it all looked like, yeah. So it was, I remember this one time we, um, I don't know if they put too much of the, the flammable stuff on it or what, but like the flame was like shooting up like behind me and I could just feel the heat. I'm like, oh my God, my hair is going to light on fire. I'm going to like <laughs> a this giant furry fuzzy fireball walking down the ramp. Stop, drop, and roll at the top. Kind of kills the coolness of the gimmick yeah. like if you're actually lit yeah. on flame. Yeah. How was uh, uh, Gangrel Dave Heath? When you, did he help you when you came in? Yeah, or? you know, he did, of course. And I think that he was kind of put with us also to kind of, you know, kind of that, like... Show you the way. young guys, and they didn't have a lot of young guys there, right? So it was like, look, we're going to invest in these young guys um, that that we think that can can stick around here and, and, and produce, but we got to make sure we have guys around them that can that can help them and guide them and, and kind of you know put us with a veteran, so we didn't have to deal with some of the the, the veteran stuff, you know. Right. So it was like it helped us a lot in that respect. But I think he realized too that we were just we were gung ho about everything, right? We were just like we're not happy with just being here we're going to go as far as we can while we're here. Mm -hmm. So we had a lot of ideas and sometimes he'd be like, guys, maybe just like, you know, just, just relax for a bit. And we're like, why? Yeah. Like we have ideas, you know, like, so it was like, we were, so it was a little bit of that, but I think he was kind of more that old school, like, Hey, maybe just wait until yeah. it's your turn. We I, were I more like, no, we got to, I remember one time there, you know, talking to him and he was like, you know, I've been a, a job guy for so long. It's hard for me to not think like yeah. that. And I was like, dude, you got to, go like yeah. you're got this great gimmick it's a great entrance yeah. you got to take advantage of it. yeah and he, the thing is too it's like he was he's still to this day whenever he calls me he calls me squeaky 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 yeah he's like squeaky but it's like why is squeaky uh, squeaky wheel <laughs> and he was like he's like hey, you're like a squeaky wheel you just don't ever just shut up and i was like you know sometimes just like i was like but like i can give ideas right if they're good ideas right and he'd be right. like maybe just, i was like hey man squeaky wheel gets the oil right so it's like so that's squeaky. He, he, to this there you day, go, guys. Me, That's something that, I never knew that before. Yeah. You hear, heard it here first on yeah. Talk is Jericho. Squeaky. Yeah. If you guys want autographs Actually, later, I think I said it on the other podcast I did this morning at 6 a.m. Oh, did you know the yeah. other one? Yeah. Live at uh, yeah, Jimmy Marvin. Jim and Marvin Luder podcast. Yeah. yeah, that son of a bitch. Talk is, talk is Marvin Luder. <laughs> Speaking of tag team partners, let me tell you why I'm still the best tag team partner and why Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman would agree. And no, it's not because of the scarf of Jericho. Try it on, man. Uh, I think uh, Strowman ripped up his. Seth just uh, left the box altogether. But, but the, the, uh, uh, the thought was there. I would love to give them the scarf of Jericho to show how great of a, a partner I am, but I'm going to show them in the ring this Sunday. And the reason why I'm so amazing is because of DDP Yoga. All right, DDP and his DDP Yoga program literally changed my life, saved my wrestling career. It
extended my singing career with Fozzie. And you know why? It's because DDP Yoga is the greatest physical uh, fitness program I've ever been a part of. And if you don't believe me, believe me, ask Jake the Snake. How about Scott Hall? It saved their lives, literally. Rod GM McFoley, see how much weight he's lost lately? He's got on the DDP Yoga train, and he's looking great and in the best shape of his life as well. He lost over 75 pounds doing DDP Yoga. Corey Taylor, Rich Ward, RVD, AJ Styles, Kane, the list goes on and on of uh, the famous friends that I have that all do DDP Yoga. And now DDP's got the DDP Yoga app, which not only lets you do all the workouts right from your phone, it also has a bunch of other cool features to keep you on that path to healthy living. You don't have to be a wrestler, you don't have to be a musician to do DDP Yoga, you just have to have the mindset that you want to give it a try. And to help you do that, DDP Yoga Now app can track your heart rate and calories. You can use it for pain tracking, measurements, and even progress photos. And DDP Yoga Now app subscribers won't ever get bored doing the same workouts over and over again because DDP's added completely new 2.0 workouts and weekly live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center. And get this for a limited time. You can get the DDP Yoga DVDs for 15% off plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. All you got to do is go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. That's all you got to do to take advantage of this great deal. Just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho and get 15% off the DDP Yoga program plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get in the best shape of your life mentally, physically. I'm telling you, I am a living, breathing proof that this actually works. I want you to change your life for the better and you're going to go do that today. Talk is Jericho. So uh, tell us about the first uh, first time you ever met Vince. Do you remember? Um, or first interaction you had with him? Yeah, I do remember, actually. It's, yeah. So I was, I was wrestling for this promotion in Detroit called Insane Championship Wrestling, brother. Is that the clown? No, brother. What's that? Is that the insane? Oh, no. No, no. no. It was called Insane Championship Wrestling. It was very much in the extreme era. It's insane. Brother, brother. yeah. Yeah. So it was like we were the guys that kind of came in and just worked, but there was like around the guys that hit each other with lights and like (laughs) tacks and stuff like that, you know? So it was like, (laughs) so I remember I, like, you know, they always give you free shirts, and when you're a starving wrestler making no money, you take anything that you can get for free. So I had like all these, like. If it's free, it's for me. Yeah. So it's like I had all these, like, from all these little promotions that had all the t-shirts. So when I went for my first camp, um, there's a gym in the, the headquarters in Stanford. So they took us all in to work out. And I was like, I didn't even think about it. I just put on my, my insane championship wrestling t-shirt, <laughs> rolled into the gym at headquarters. And uh, Vince walks in to get to work out. I'd never seen it. I guess he knew the camp was going on, obviously. Um, but he walks in. And I'm like, the first person he sees, he walks in. He goes, insane championship wrestling. <laughs> What the hell is that? <laughs> and then walks away, and I was like, <laughs> "Should I just like pack my bags now, or like what should I what should I do here?" And I was like, "So that was like my very first interaction with him." Did you ever tell him what it was? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> like I just stupid. let it go, let it blow over. <laughs> over the, over the years, I remember when I first got there, um, Steve Austin told me, he "said Listen, you need to establish a relationship with Vince yeah. because if he's a very intimidating no, is, yeah. guy. I mean, mm-hmm. even to this day." you're still always a little bit thrown off a bit but how did your relationship get when did you finally start getting that type of relationship with him well I mean for the first little while I was like scared to death of him so it was like whenever like I'd come around a corner and I'd see him in a hallway I'd just turn around and go the other way it was much easier (laughs) than trying to talk to him so I was like and then (laughs) and then one day um, uh, kind of when the the Edge and Christian and the Hardys were really starting, right right before that best of uh, was it best of five or best of seven? Best of five, I think. That culminated right, in yeah, the right, famous ladder. Yeah, match. right before we did that, 
we'd had some good matches and we were like getting a lot of praise for our, for our live event matches and stuff like that we were doing with those guys and um same thing i walked around a corner and he was standing there and I, there was like nowhere to run right so i was like uh, it's kind of stuck and i was like uh, hi mr again and he was like Jay, how are you? And I was like, oh, I'm doing good. Oh, how's he know my name? I'm thinking, how's he know my name? And he was like, <laughs> so, he, so he was like, you guys have been having great matches. And I was like, uh, yeah, we're trying. He goes, keep up, keep up the good work. And then they walked away. So I was like, okay, he knows, knows who I am, knows what I'm doing and the whole deal. So it wasn't long after that it was the first time we actually went to pitch him an idea, which was the best of five series. And um, we actually even went to him and said, look, we have no idea how, like, what is hanging, but the, the idea is we're all fans of the Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon ladder match. Um, we'd like to kind of redo that match with tag teams. We, nothing like that's been done, so we kind of want to put a new spin right, on yeah. Kind of, you know. Yeah, bring it know, to bring, the modern era. Yeah, yeah. So um, this is our idea. We do a different match, and then it culminates. Uh, each match is a different match, different stipulation, but it culminates in a tag team, first ever tag team ladder match. We just don't know what the prize is. And we're like, you know, we don't want to step out of bounds here and say, hey, one of us should be champions. It should be for the championships, whatever. But they, that's when they came up with the Terry Invitational Tournament for her managerial services and 100 grand. So, <laughs> 100 grand? Yeah. With a big check? Yeah. No, it was a, it was a sack of money. <laughs> so that's what the ladder match was for? Yep. Yeah. I always thought it was for the titles. No, after that it was. So, so yeah. the first, she's shaking her head, sorry. I should know better the history yeah. of wrestling. Okay. <laughs> so it was for a sack of money. Or was Not it just for, a was sack it? of money, Chris. There was a hundred grand in Sorry, there. Sorry, man. <laughs> Come on. Canadian or American? <laughs> I don't know. So, but when you when you went up to whoever won, did you guys win that match, or did the Hardys win? I don't remember. I think. So they pulled a bag. Off. We were ahead on points. <laughs> the Russian judge screwed you <laughs> over. But so they pulled the bag off. It was an actual bag. Yeah, but like I think there was like foam that, like, that's in the turnbuckle pad or something that was in it but it was like I didn't know that yeah and I remember like Jeff went up there and I would see him struggling with it and he was like yanking on the thing and I'm like my god this thing's not gonna come off and he actually had really like pulled it and that's why he fell off because he would, like, had to really yank the thing oh, off oh really yeah so, so was, he he's literally fell. Yeah, he literally fell. Wow. He just turned like British there for a second. You're like, literally. He literally fell uh, off the ladder. There's someone uh, over there from England. Hello. Yeah. Hello, love. Hello. That's one of the, the famous rivalries from the Attitude Era, though, I'd say would be the Edge and Christian versus the Hardys. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you guys had so many great matches. Yeah, we did. And then you threw the Dudleys in there. And right. It was a... Uh, it was uh, lightning in a bottle, kind of. Mm -hmm. you know? Like, because you guys worked for a year, two years with those. That yeah, three and then it was like that whole like, kind of like trade off. You know, they would go together, and we'd like go with like too cool or something, or, or you know, uh, X Pac and Road Dog or, or, or something that effect. And then we'd always kind of come back like us and then Dudley's, and then us and the Hardys, and then mm -hmm. kind of like uh, that whole kind of, you know, work was, the, work the circuit, brother. Was it you guys that brought the uh, the midget Hardys out? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> actually, tell us about that. Is there someone here that might have done that? Who? What are you talking about? What? <laughs> Somebody in, in attendance might have had a lot to do with that. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, there's, a, there's a, a former head writer of the WWE is here, but we're not going to point He's him wearing out. a mask. He's wearing a hood. He's wearing a mask. Under so his could, alter ego, the So you could be kid. sitting next to the head writer of Raw for many years. Just yeah. look to your left and right. You yeah. don't know who it's going to be. Watch what you say. Yeah, that's right. So tell, tell us about that, though. With the, I just remember the, the midget. Yeah, no. We, they, they, it was actually when WWE New York was, was kind of in full swing so they would take talent um, up on Mondays to do live shots from the restaurant oh, yeah. so they would have like viewing parties and stuff of, of, of Raw Live so I think it was the I don't know if both teams were up there or one of them was um, but yeah that's kind of we were just 
we're going to give them a rematch or something. And I can't remember how the whole thing played out, but we were just like doing Edge and Christian stuff, right? So it was like, it was just so funny, like seeing this little guy come in, he looked just like Bubba would look, but in like... Well, those were mid- Midget Dudleys. There was, we had Midget Dudleys and Midget, and midget Hardys. And midget Hardys, yeah. I remember the Midget Hardy yeah. in, in Greensboro, North Carolina. I remember Carolina. the one guy showed up and he wasn't, he wasn't short enough. Like he was, he was just a... He wasn't a little person. He was just a short person. Okay, so right. he was like, they're like, we can't use him. He's, he's just a short guy. We need like, so it was like, wait. <laughs> wasn't me that said it. It was like, but it, you know, that's, <laughs> we had to keep, but the, funny, but the funny thing is, and uh, the, 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 so, the, the head writer, I know you're out there. We were all standing there like, God, where can we, where we're like in like Greenville, North Carolina or something. Where, where can we find him? And all of a sudden we look and there's like, a guy, and he worked at the arena, and he's carrying stuff, and we're like, hey, hey, you, come here, and he comes over, and he was like, literally, like, like, moving chairs in the back, and like, an hour later, he's live on Raw, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, yeah. I remember they said yeah. these horrible wigs yeah. on, yeah. and you put the whole thing on there? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, who can we, where can we find in Greenville, North Carolina? <laughs> what? You know, it was one of those Midget. moments. Yeah. Midget. So. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's great because you're talking about being a, a tag team. Uh, you and I were a pretty formidable tag we team. We were. Thrown together. Thrown together. Um, tell Why were we thrown together? What happened? Um, it was um, Raw Roulette in... Um, Vegas. In Vegas. And it was... Uh, the TLC match, mm-hmm. and it was basically you. Um, I got. I can't remember who the uh, Kane. You. It was Kane and Hurricane. Yeah, me, you, and I, Jeff and Van Dam, right? Yeah. And it was. Uh, I think it was you. You guys were up for the match, but you had to pick a partner that had already been in a TLC match. Oh, okay. And that's when you came, and you were like. I was your number one pick. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, because I was told that to to, to pick. No, you weren't. I actually tried to politic my way out of it, but they didn't let me. They're like, "There's nobody else in TLCs." Yeah, well, that's what I was trying to say. I was trying to, I was trying to get the midget. Like, sure, nobody's had like a TLC match in like Rio or something. (laughs) Rio, Rio de Janeiro, the TLC match, the midget Hardy actually. Yeah, to be a real wrestling fan to get that reference. Yeah, because because the first Intercontinental Championship, a tournament, tournament took place in Rio de Janeiro, which was a big work. It never actually did. So they always said that Pat Patterson won the was the first yeah. Intercontinental Champion, yeah. and he won it in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. So there was a TLC in Rio de Janeiro with the Midget Hardy. Yeah. I'm going to keep throwing that joke out there. Yeah. Um, so, so Actually, I think it was in Winnipeg. <laughs> with the look. So yeah, did we win that TLC match? I'm not sure. No, we no, didn't. No, we didn't. Who won but that? we were the big winners in the end. Yeah, in the end, we were winners, right? Yeah. Exactly. But they put us together as a team, and this happens quite often. They'll throw a couple guys together, yeah. and suddenly you have this great chemistry. No, Kane wrestled the match himself By because himself. Hurricane got taken out. Hurricane was so angry. To this yeah. day, he's still pissed win. off yeah. about it. Yeah. But, but the, they put us together, and suddenly we have this great chemistry. Yeah. And um, it's funny because earlier today, we were signing some pictures, and somebody had a picture of us uh, with our towels, our towels on, yeah. which funny. is one of my favorite stories. Oh, yeah. he's got it right there. Yeah, yeah. show it around so everyone see yeah. it. This picture of us wearing towels. And I insisted on having a, a bathing cap. A bathing cap, which is great. I think I made someone go buy one. It's like, yeah, let's, tell the whole, I'm not doing it. let's tell the whole story about this. We had right. just come back from India. Yep. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're the guest. Yeah, it was a long June. flight. No, okay. <laughs> Airplane food wasn't so great. I'll take over. No, we, we, so we... Everyone we, was we got, sick. Everyone was sick. Book, uh, Booker got Booker sick. Booker T was like dying of, of dehydration. We were, no, we were supposed to do it with, with Booker and Goldust. We were, we were supposed, supposed to have a match with Booker and Goldust. And all of a sudden, you and I were like... It was like... Did the show start at nine then? 
started at nine then, right? So it was like it was like 45 minutes before the show went live, and all of a sudden we're standing there. I think we were like getting taped up in the trainer's room, and then it's like, yeah, I guess we should really get with those guys in Toronto first, see what's going on. And then they see Booker get wheeled Carded by the in a, in a stretcher with an IV, and we're like, go out in the hall, and they're like, yeah, he's not wrestling tonight, and he was like dehydrated or whatever it was, and then we're like, well, now what are we gonna do? And they just like the, the, the Dudleys were, were on heat, I think it was, against mm -hmm. somebody, and they pulled them off heat, and they're like, you guys are now wrestling. First, it was like a long match. Three-segment match, first opening off yeah, the show. And, um, and then we had all these bits that we were doing throughout the show where they were going to, the Goldust and Booker were going to steal our towels, and we had to do them all like Well, the, the live, bit, live, the bit yeah. was that, that <clears throat> originally Goldust and Booker, but then the Dudleys, they steal our clothes from the, from the locker room. So we spend the rest of the show in our towels, half naked, trying to find our clothes. Right. Culminating to, we, uh, the Dudleys have the clothes in the ring, they're throwing stuff out of our bag, and then we go out there, and then Spike comes out and pulls our towels yeah, off. Yeah. So the original pitch was that we'd be actually naked yeah. on stage, for real. <laughs> for real. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I was like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yes, you guys have to be literally naked on stage. I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm going to be naked on stage. <laughs> and they're like, why not? And I said, listen, you tell Vince there's no way I'm standing naked on stage. Yeah. So then... Know, guys, uh, Vince wants to see you in his office. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> is there an issue there, pal? Everything okay, pal? Yeah. I'm like, no. Everything is not okay. You want us to be naked on the stage? And what was he saying? He was like, yes, I'm like, watching. Well, you know, you can't really, you know, we, you know, we want to, what do you say? We, we want to How are you supposed to fake that? Yeah, you can't fake that. Like, like, How are you supposed to fake being naked on stage? <laughs> and it's like, dude, there's like, there's kids, kids out yeah. there. There's like, there's, there's little girls out there. There's big girls out there. Like, what are you? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Do you, yeah, I've been swimming all day. It's cold <laughs> outside. <laughs> and he's like, well, then what do you suggest? And I was like, well, why don't you put like one of those little like Rubik's Cube yeah. distortion things. Somehow we got the seamstresses to make us skin-colored thongs. <laughs> yeah, skin-colored thongs. <laughs> yeah. So we put the skin-colored thongs yeah. on and then put the digital distortion over Changed top of it. Changed my life. Changed, yeah. yeah well, and that was literally what, uh, yeah. that was literally what they yeah. wanted us to do, mate. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was the time, yeah, and so we went out there, and then Spike uh, pulled our towels off, and then we run around, ah, <clears throat> oh, we're so naked, and that's basically what happened, but he yeah. did really want us to be naked on stage. Yeah. I have a confession to make. What? I'm wearing a skin-colored thong. <laughs> and no pants. <laughs> He's taking his pants off, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Uh, and, and, of course, the other thing, too, is that when the Dudleys are going to go through our bag, uh, Vince wanted us to have women's underwear in our, in our bag. Yeah. And I was like, like once again, like, it's not enough. What? Yeah. what? Uh, well, 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 you have women's underwear in your back. So now we're tra now we're naked now we're, transvestites. Well, tra now it's like, okay, it doesn't mind having ideas as long as they're better ideas, right? Yeah. Like, like well, what, what do you suggest then? You have to have an idea, right? And right. I think the unnamed raw writer that was, was, was like, here. what about ass cream? <laughs> and what? You know, ass cream. And he's like, huh, huh, that's great. And then it was like, so that's what it. That's, that's what it turned into. And I'm like, fuck, we gotta find a jar of ass cream. Like, <laughs> we go to props. Yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, I think it was Richie Posner at yeah. the time. The prop. Hey, Richie, yeah. can you make us a jar of ass cream? He's like, sure. Yeah. Extra large, a jumbo size. Yeah. So that's what, yeah. Bubba pulls out. Like, oh, look at this. There's a clothes here, and you got your yeah. boots here. And yeah. Ass cream. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do with ass cream, might I ask? <laughs> what is ass yeah. cream, and what do you do with it, might I ask? Yeah. But then you brought them the ass cream back. Yeah. 
It's, it, it comes up every now and again. It pops up. And I remember, too, the, the unnamed raw rider was like, do you want... Um, do you want it to say 33% more or 33% more ass? I was like, oh yeah, more ass for sure. <laughs> and he was like, okay, so we had to put on the label. Ass cream, yeah. now with 33% yeah, more ass. ass. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you brought it back with and gold And that was dust. like, this, yeah, and the second one, and that's what like, like Goldust, he pulled it out of his Santa bag and he's like, I brought something for you too. And you've been a bad boy. I was like, I'm gonna be, yes, you have, but I brought you something anyway. And then I, I was like, he hands it to me and I was like, ass cream, this is Jericho's. I don't use any ass cream. And he's like, and then all of a sudden he looks at me and goes, with 33% more ass. So I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 that's right. Yeah, you're a mouth. Yeah. It's Jericho's. Yeah. It's Jericho's. Um, we had a good series with Booker and, and, and we did, yeah. Guests. They were yeah. Uh, really funny guys and then the great char- characters as well. No, they were. And it was like, it was funny too because the, the dynamic of them, they were such on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Like this weird guy that, that wears makeup and is just like, crazy and Booker's like funny but he could be serious and it was almost like he liked him but he didn't like him and he kind of felt sorry for him it just worked and it was like it was good for our kind of heel foil like you know to be yeah, you know, yeah. that because we were just like these idiots and so I but remember that one match the uh, the rope broke yes and we worked like half the match with a broken the rope the second rope broke I went yeah. to do the the, the drop kick yeah. onto the apron side yeah, and, and I was like why too short is not getting up to that top rope <laughs> without that middle rope dude I jumped up yeah. there like a gazelle yeah. Like a gazelle, or is yeah. it a Giselle? One of the two. Yeah. I jumped up there huge, man. That was yeah. great. We used to do this spot where uh, Goldust used to do the, uh, he would put you in, in, in the corner and put your legs apart, and then he would run and give you a kick in the balls. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, the so, Golden Globes. Golden Globes, the, or Shattered Dreams, which was it both. It was I think both. it might have been Golden Globes first, I think, and they might have Shattered Dreams second. Yeah. So I would go up, and he would put me in the position, yeah. then he would go to do it, but then you'd attack him from behind. Or I'd pull his foot when he went you'd to run. Pull his foot when yeah. to run. And then he would end up. What would he do? He bring you back in, and then he would throw your head into my balls. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. There's, yeah, there was. That's right. Yeah. Then he would. I would go to. I can't remember what it was. And then I would. Basically, yeah. He he would. I would go to sneak attack him. He'd stop me, and then yeah, he'd ram me into your. Into my genitalia. Ball bag. Yeah. Yeah. Which always elicited a huge response yeah. from people like you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and then, of course, uh, famous though it's it's been it's been ten twelve years the famous Madison Square Garden Jericho versus Christian uh, WrestleMania match WrestleMania twenty. Yeah. Was here. Well, thank you. Yeah. New York City. It's good times. I never watched that match back. No. No, I never watched it. You don't need to when it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but that was yeah. a good it was a good feud. It started yeah. out with uh, it was it was you and me and we were it's gonna see who could bang Lita or Trish first. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner would get one Canadian dollar. Canadian dollar. A loony. Yeah. A loony, yeah. A loony, right? Yeah. Which was totally a, a derivative from trading places, which is where I think the idea might have come from, where they yeah. make a bet to destroy someone's life. And this for is $1. how much one Canadian dollar meant to me, apparently, that we won that um, the Bischoff versus Stone Cold um, Survivor Series match. And then mm-hmm. because we won, he was going to give each one of us a favor. <laughs> So instead of like using mine for like a world title match or something like that, I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna use mine to get, keep Lita, you know, so she doesn't get fired. <laughs> that was really <laughs> like if you think about it, like logically. Like, and I forgot they yeah. gave us a wish. Yeah. And you kept Lita from getting fired. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of a. a, a I yeah. wanted to win that dollar. <laughs> yeah, really bad. Do you remember we because we did a lot of that stuff too with like the uh, the um, the sandwich boards with Austin. Uh, yeah. The uh, hell no, we won't go. We were getting. Austin was the commissioner. Oh, because we were hostile work environment, right? So we were right. out there like um, drunk with power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin's yeah, drunk yeah. with power. They yeah. would have us do all those comedic, like ridiculous, funny yeah. things because uh, they knew we could get it over, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then um, we do the WrestleMania 20 match, which starts out with, um, I think, was it Trish? She wasn't out there. She, didn't she wasn't out, out there. The right, right, right. So, and then what did you remember? I had put her in your finish like the week or two before, and we hadn't seen or heard from her since. She was gone, right? Yeah. But she, was that, was she was distracting you from our tag team. Con- uh, because that's what our, led to our us. conquest to re- see. It's always a girl that regaining. leads two guys. Yeah. It's bros before hoes, man. You should have known that. <laughs> I, thought, I did know that. Apparently, you didn't. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Was it? I, I can't remember that match though. But I remember. Um, was it? Uh, have you seen it? Is it good? Yeah, it was like probably the, stole the show. <laughs> no, it was a good match. Yeah. I, yeah. Remember, I haven't watched it back in years, but I, I, I do remember watching it back. Um, and there was like, I mean, there was I think a, a spot in there where we went up and we were going to do like a butterfly suplex or something from the top rope. And just because there's not much room up there, and there was like some oil on the rope or something, but I slipped and fell back down. But somehow you kind of caught me and like pulled me back up, and somehow it worked out better. It was like more real almost. Mm. Like I like stuff like that, you know. Like I it's like how like, you said there was oil on the ropes, yeah. and then you just fucked like, up. Like I think, like I think I stepped on my, <laughs> I think <laughs> I stepped on your shoelace. The fan ran in the ring yeah. and pulled my leg or there something was like, like that. Somebody opened the, the bay door at the back, and there was <laughs> yeah. like a breeze that came through. I think Snow there was an earthquake in. too that yeah, night. That's right, and a typhoon, yeah. and a tsunami. Um, but the, the other one that, that, was, that makes me uh, that I think about was we had a ladder match in Portland. Yeah. And we had worked on this finish. <laughs> yeah. And I remember I was just coming back from like a back injury. And like I'd run in and, it, and then Adam had gotten hurt. So they had, it was supposed to be you and Adam. And they switched to me and you because I was just cleared to come back mm-hmm. from a back injury. And then you, he got hurt. So I was like, oh, cool. First match back, ladder match. Ease right into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we worked on the spot where the, for the finish where the finish where you were gonna swing the belt, and it yeah. was we were fighting, both trying to grab it, and then you swung it, and then it would hit me in the back of the head, and I would fall off. And that was the finish. Yeah. Because if you swing if you swing the belt, it goes all the way this way, and then comes straight back, and it would perfectly hit him in the face. Yeah. And we tried it like and it worked like twenty 10 times. times. And it worked yeah, like, every time. Yeah. Perfect. Boom. Bam. So it's like, what yeah. a finish. We've never seen this before. Yeah. It's, it's hard when you do a yeah, ladder yeah. match to, to think co- of stuff that's new. And, and, it's, and it's dramatic. And right. it's like, you know, that's shocking. Yeah. You know, so to get all those, those because, you know, we work for reaction, right? So it's like yeah. when you're trying to, 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 to get the most out of the moment. So then it, here goes a swing. And I'm like, it's, I see it come back. And it's like this. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, so I'm sw- like. I swang it and it goes, and then of course it just yeah. goes. There's yeah. some oil and on I think the rope. It like, I think I think I, I think it might have like grazed my head or something. And I was it like, it was really bad. And I was like, I, I think I just went to you, bulldog, and you just bulldog me off the thing, and that was it. And then climb back yeah. up again. But it so. was so bad because, like you said, you see it go. Okay, here we go, here we go, baby. Fight, 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 fight. Swing the belt and it goes super straight, and then it just completely goes like, meow. and yeah. you know. When you're in the course of a ladder match, it's very real because it's it's, it's dangerous. You can get hurt. You right. do feel. I think I, I remember I fell on the ladder on my ass. Yeah. It penetrated me. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. I've been penetrated by a steel ladder, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. For real. That's not even a joke. And it's, so you're, like, you're you're in the moment, and then the the illusion is there. And as this thing is coming back, and I can tell that it's moving and it's not going to hit you, the whole thing just goes. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh. The like, thing is, too, you could have the best match in the world if the finish gets it just kills the whole thing. It kills it. Yeah. But and it's, it's like, like we. I, I, I still like we. That, that never should have been approved. Like, we should yeah. never have been allowed. Like, here's the finish. Yeah. Are you sure it's going to work? It's worked every time. Yeah. Which means it's not going to work. But you know what, though? It's, I don't know. Sometimes you got to take risks. Yeah. Well, I mean, for all the ones that got right, 
one is bound to happen here <laughs> yeah. there, right? So and I'll give like, you a sweet bulldog from the top, yeah. at least of the ladder. Yeah, yeah exactly. Come so, on, baby. What? So come on, baby. Yeah, there you go. So let's talk about your first WWE Championship title. Uh, but before we do, Christian, I got to uh, say thanks to all the fine talkers, Jericho listeners, and help them take care of their significant others with a little help from the books, all right? The books are amazing flowers that are grown on eco-friendly farms on the sides of volcanoes. Sounds like something from a science fiction movie, but it's true. They're all cut fresh and shipped as soon as you order, which means your flowers last longer. They're brighter, they're fresher, they smell better. I'm not kidding. These flowers are actually grown on the side of a volcano. That may be why their colors are so vibrant and their blooms are so huge and when you register at books.com that's b-o-u-q-s.com you get free weekday shipping and i'm going to do you one better if you use my promo code jericho at books.com you'll get 15 dollars off your order of 60 dollars or more and there's no extra care or handling fees or extra charges when you order from books.com that's 15 bucks off a 60 dollar purchase that's exactly what it's going to be you're not going to be surprised at checkout there's no hidden fees or extra charges if you're still doing the math on that one that's 25 percent off your order okay and that's what i really love about books it's easy transparent and the flowers are incredible and here's another great thing about books they have the never forget subscription it's a regular reminder and delivery on special dates like anniversaries and birthdays i mean guys between us here, you don't even have to remember those dates anymore. It's going to be all locked in for you. It's a lifesaver. Books will keep you out of the doghouse and make sure the important women in your lives are always taken care of. And you'll look like a genius because you won't ever forget those special occasions. All right. So get to books.com now. That's B O U Q S.com. Use my promo code Jericho. Get $15 off a $60 purchase. That's 25% savings. Okay. Show her how much you love her with books flowers. That's B O U Q S. And remember, use my promo code. Jericho to get 15 bucks off a $60 paddle juice. Books.com. Get the nicest, freshest, most vibrant, fresh smelling flowers for your significant other, and you'll never get lost in the shuffle. You'll never get in the doghouse. Books.com's got your back just like I do. Go check them out now. So then you, you go on to, like you said, we're two time WWE champion. Um, and this is something like when we're kids and you're always pretending to be the champ, you know, you're talking about growing up in Toronto and. and, and I still and, pretend to be the champ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing the belt right now with yeah. your uh, with your your flesh colored thong. Yeah. So I mean, to to know that you were a WWE champion. I mean, now you know. I mean, I think is that still the highlight of your career? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think that like, like I mean, I, I'm not pulling the wool over anybody's eyes. I'm not like the most decorated champion in the history of of the company by far. But it's it's one of those things. I don't think you get to that spot. Um, even if it's for what, no matter what, what amount of time, whether it's for an hour, whether for it's for two hours, or whether it's for 365 days, you know, you you have to be able to to be be believable in that spot. You know what I mean? So I think that just my body of work up to that moment, yeah, it took me a long time, but I built off enough equity, I think, in myself as a performer and as a character that people believed it when I became champion, you know? And, and, and it, I think it meant a lot, too, to fans, which meant a lot to me. And because uh, people were asking for it for a long time, they wanted to see it, I wanted to see it. And um, yeah, it was definitely a highlight of my career, for sure. You had gained the respect from the fans at that point. So <clears throat> when you got it, they were happy for you. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, but I mean, because you... <laughs> <laughs> no, they were, and uh, they, they, there was a huge uproar when, when, I, when, I, when I lost it, like TV time, like TV time was five days. There was like, there was like, it was kind of like Twitter was kind of coming to the forefront of people like voicing their opinions and stuff like that. So there was like a lot of uh, like uproar backlash and stuff like that. And people were kind of even like talking to Randy like it was his fault, like he had something to do with it and that, this and that. And like, I tell you right now, Randy loved working with me and vice versa. He was probably my, my favorite one-on-one opponent. Really? Yeah. I mean, we just had this chemistry that was just, 
every time we 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 locked up, we we did something great, I think, and and we just. Um, so yeah, it was weird that he kind of got a backlash, like, oh, he's, he was burying him, didn't want to do it, and this and that. No, he was like pushing, like, I don't want to do this. I think it's the wrong thing. Like, the, he was actually saying that, you know? Mm-hmm. So Because you lost the title. Yeah, he didn't want to do it. Basically the next yeah, day after And you then it was like, when we were, were sat down and explained that, look, there's a long-term plan here, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, one of you guys needs to turn heel, and Randy just turned babyface, so this is how we have to do it, you know? And so it was fine, and like, it... To me, it's like, man, there's a, we're, we're going to some cool places with this. It's going to be a fun ride, you know what I mean? Sometimes just you got to let it, let it play out and just enjoy the ride and just not try to read too much into it. I always like to when people go like, oh, Randy's burying Christian, like as if we have any choice. Yeah, right. Like I'm telling you right now, I don't care if you're John Cena on down. If, the, if Vince tells you what the finish is, that's the finish. You're not changing it. No. You know, and, and I think a lot of times fans think that, oh, this guy's barren, this guy's... There's no burials. You do basically what you're told, and that's how it goes. And that's, and that's the bottom line of, of how the business works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still thinking about Winnipeg. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> but, I mean, when you're talking about uh, turning heel, I think you were always kind of a more natural heel than babyface. Yeah, I think so, too. And, um, I mean, I think you know me well enough to know that I'm a pretty sarcastic guy. Like, you know, and, um, you know, my... My brother always, my younger brother always tells me, he says, uh, God, if you have, if you know a person has buttons, you will just push them until they're like, snap. And then it's like, hey, what's up? I was just kidding. You know, it's like, so I very much tried to, to be that guy on, on television, just crank the volume way up and be that annoying kind of, you know, I'm obviously not the biggest guy in the world, but I like wanted to be that guy that was a, a chicken shit, backpedaled, cheated to get a guy down. And then when I did, then I was the biggest, toughest guy in the world mm-hmm. when I cheated to get a guy down. And then like, you know, have the people in the audience being like, Man, I think I can kick this guy's ass. Why is he? How is he doing this? You know, like I wanted to be that. You know what I mean? Right. Get under people's skin that way. And and you know, I think I think I was pretty good at it. Do you remember when you were cutting the babyface promo in Cornwall? In Cornwall, Ontario, yeah. <laughs> They're like, you gotta be a babyface tonight. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah. We're he was like, like, short on somebody. Sh- yeah, someone shows he had to be a babyface. <clears throat> yeah, I was in the middle of my uh, of of my heyday of being a, a heel, and we were in Canada, this little town, and like they were like odd number of baby faces and heels like you're Canadian you're from here they'll probably cheer you anyway go ahead and just so I'm out there like okay well I guess I'll have to cut a promo and trying to like be a, be nice I wasn't used to cutting like baby face promo so I was like and I see this one guy talking he's like to his buddy and he was distracting me like the Winnipeg story right so he was like I'm looking at him and I just go hey numb nuts and he was like I'm trying to turn baby face here like <laughs> and he, he's like what? I don't think anybody noticed it, but it was. For what? He's like, yeah, yeah. Right. I love Canada. I love Ontario. I love Cornwall. You people are so great. Hey, numb nuts, shut up! I'm trying to be a baby face here. <laughs> the reaction was not uh, what you expected. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about some of your nicknames that you had. Uh, the one, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Talking about the CLB, the creepy little bastard. Yeah, that was funny because it actually started with like Steve Austin and I had this like weird rapport, like we're like buddies, but we always kind of like bag on each other all the time. It's like. Hey, what's up, you miserable piece of shit? Eh, not bad, you stupid idiot. Like, just like, like that. Like, we'd be like, just how much can we run each other down when we see each other? And, like, sometimes if people don't know us, I'll be like, hey, you moron, whatever it is. Like, and then people be like, oh, my God, he just say that to Steve Austin? And it's like, you know, but we had that kind of rapport. And then, like, one day we're sitting in, in like, in catering or something, and I said something to him, and he's like, said something, turn around, said something to me, like, creepy little bastard. And then uh, somehow somebody heard it, and it might have been the... The unnamed raw writer might have heard it, and then it was like, yeah, it turned into like when he was the authority figure, and we were kind of going against him. He 
just kind of said it on, on air and it just kind of stuck from there. And I actually had an idea at the time too where I was like, hey, this might be a good merchandising thing where there's like a creepy little bastard shirt. And it's like, I obviously don't want to wear it because like I'm not. Or in my mind, I, no, I wasn't, right? You're definitely so, not little. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Winnipeg? <laughs> oh, Winnipeg. Okay, so the, no, no, the so, merchandise... So my idea was that it was like, so... He made, like, he, he had the shirt made for merchandising, and I had to wear it, or I was, like, fired, or whatever it was, but he, like, and I always tried to, like, leave it somewhere, and somehow it would always find me before I got out, and I had to wear this creepy little bastard shirt, and, like, I think, I was like, I think people would wear creepy little bastard shirts, and I was, like, my, never ended up Never came to fruition? No, but. Because <laughs> Vince yeah. loved that name. Yeah. He was, he would yeah. always call you that, yeah. right? Yeah. You can make a lot of money being a creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can make a lot of money being a creepy little bastard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, what about Captain Charisma? That was um, I was off with an injury, and um, I was uh, I was off for about four months. It was my first like injury, and I was sitting at home and I was trying to think of something kind of different for when I came back, and I wanted some sort of nickname, like. Heartbreak Kid or something to that effect that I could add to Christian because Christian obviously is just a one like single name, right? So it's like very just plain. So I kind of like maybe I should, I should have a nickname. I'd add something when I come back, maybe a little bit of, and it seems like the right time to do it, coming back and be fresh again. So I was just sitting there. I don't know how I came up with the name, but I was making dinner in the kitchen. I said to my wife, I was like, hey, let me ask you a question. She's like, what? And she's like brutally honest. Like, I mean, you know, or she's to just tell you what she thinks straight up. So I was like, hey, I had this idea for a nickname. She's like, what is it? I was like, what about Captain Charisma? She goes, that's the stupidest name I've ever heard in my life. And I went, perfect, I'm using it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so, and that was kinda, it. That was, then I just, I said it about myself in, uh, in a promo when I came back. I called myself that. And then, of course, Lawler picked up on it and he started. <laughs> yeah, Charisma. Yeah, he kept the, you know, he kept, and then Jared's like, why does he keep calling himself that? And then, like, and then Lawler's like, because that's what, you know, and then that's kind of, you know, that's how it kind of came about. Jerry was really good at that. If yeah. you said something, he would pick it out and, and yeah. focus in on it. Yeah. You know, he, he was really good at helping you yeah. to get over the character. Yeah. You know, which is good. Yeah. You mentioned Randy Orton as, as an opponent that you enjoyed. Who else did you enjoy working with? No one. Just Randy. Yeah. yeah. And you only worked with Randy because you had to. Yeah. yeah. If, if you could clone yourself, <laughs> yeah, it'd be the perfect. Work opponent. myself, it'd be perfect. No. Um, God, there's so many. I mean, obviously, the Hardys and Dudleys we had great one with those guys. Uh, you and I working together, and we always had good matches, singles matches too. I remember one time when uh, ECW, when I came back in ECW, and you had a bunch of stuff going on. You literally, like, we used to do ECW before. Uh, yeah, before SmackDown. Was before Raw. Before Raw. Yeah, and um, so we had to do it super early, and like, I think it actually started at like six thirty. This is definitely before the three hours, so Raw was still on at nine. I think we started at like six thirty or seven, like, and I don't think you showed up because you had a bunch of other stuff going on. Um, and you showed up and you had no idea that you were even booked on ECW. It was something that came up with that day. Right. And you walked in and we were like already in the middle of shooting stuff to put on the show, like backstage segments and stuff like that. And I remember you walked in with your bags. It was like literally an hour, I think, before we were supposed to go out because um, a lot of times they would, they would do the championship match first on, on ECW. So we're just right, what do you want to do? It was the first match of the taping. That's yeah. Right, yeah. And it was like, what do you want to do? And we're like... We're just like, let's do a little finish and we'll just see what happens. Yeah. And it was a great match. Yeah, I really remember that we had that yeah. chemistry. Yeah. I think that might have been the last time we ever worked. I think it might have been. Was there? Yeah. I, I remember another time when. Uh, no, no, had... I think we no, I think we did a couple of times. I think we did in uh, in Toronto. 
you code breakered me when I jumped off the top rope. I can't remember exactly what it was for. It was some sort of tournament or something. Okay. Beat the clock or something like that. Oh, one of those ones. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember after the ECW when I said to Stephanie, like, yeah. can Jay and I start a program again? She's like, oh, he's going to SmackDown. Oh. And I was on Raw with the, with the other original yeah. brand split. Did you work a lot? That's what I told her to tell you. I was like, just tell him to smack. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's on <laughs> Raw again. <laughs> Did you work a lot with, uh, with Eddie Guerrero ever? Not enough, unfortunately. But we, a couple times. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, yeah, enough. I mean, there's always quick TV matches, so nothing really where we could really kind of sink our teeth into it and really. But somebody I definitely wish I had the chance to, to, to do more with and have like a long match or even a program, whatever. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, they were always just quick. Yeah, I never matches. had any program with Eddie um, in, in WWE, which was, yeah. you know, people always say, oh, you and Eddie work so much. We only worked in WCW, never in WWE, very yeah. briefly, like you said. What about Owen Hart? I got a chance to travel with him a bit because he was in Calgary. So a lot of times he would connect in Toronto, and at the time I was still living in Toronto, so we would end up on the same flight a lot of times. And he was such a funny guy and such a good guy, but he taught me a lot about traveling. Like, look, this is what you need to do to get to here, like get in and out of places. He was a master of getting out of airports, getting in the cars, getting like, getting home and like getting to places real quick. Yeah, I remember he uh, he would only carry, uh, he would just travel with carry-on. Yep. He never checked a bag yeah. because he always wanted to just get off the plane and go. Yeah. And like it would be a little wee, like almost like yeah. a shaving yeah. kit. Yeah. Like, that's, all, that's all you have? Yeah. He's like, that's all I need. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I remember another time too, he, he, uh, he said, always get to the airport a half an hour early and have a coffee. Because that way you don't have to rush. And every time I'm rushing, I always think, oh, I should listen yeah. to Owen. You get yeah. there half an hour early. Because that's the hard part people don't understand. It's like the wrestling matches themselves are hard. But it's the travel it's harder, to get yeah. in and out. That's the hardest part. Yeah. Especially yeah. if there's like a flight delay or something like that. Like I remember this one time we were, I was on, a, on my way to uh, Omaha, Nebraska for, uh, for a live event. And I was working with Booker uh, for the Intercontinental title at the time. And um, I had all these flight delays, man. It was a nightmare. And I remember getting into Omaha. The show started at 7.30, and I landed at, like, 8.30. So the show was already on, like, an hour in. And at the time, we were going on, like, first or second. And I remember I called. I don't remember who was the, the producer or agent or whatever it was. I called, and they were like, don't worry. We bumped you back to after intermission. So just get here as soon as you can. And I'm like, well, what's going on now? Oh, we're just about to go into intermission. And I'm, like, <laughs> at the airport waiting for my bag. And I'm like, oh, man. So I was, like, literally in the cab putting my tights and stuff on in the cab as we're driving this person's like is this <laughs> don't worry about like, it yeah. keep looking at the road so I was like uh, literally running there with like my tights and my running shoes on and like I'm at they're playing my music and I'm putting my boots on wow at the curtain go out rocket have an amazing match <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know that's always how it happens. Stuff that happens, and you get out there, and you're like, oh man, and it's like yeah, this is what it's, yeah. this is why we do it, right? To get out here and do right, this, right? And right. Like, usually, that's that's what that's that what happens. Alice Cooper says. They don't pay me for the show; they pay me for the 22 hours right. it takes to get to the show. Yeah, and that's basically the same for us. Yeah. Who was who, uh, who, who was your favorite guys to travel with as travel partners? Um, well, I mean, I, it's funny because Adam and I we we traveled a lot together when we were a team, and then a lot of times we were on separate brands for a long time. Um, you and I tried it a couple times, but you're just like your own thing, so it's like yeah, I don't like traveling with yeah. anybody. Yeah, so it's like we'll just meet you like Outback or something later. <laughs> yeah. What about Lance T. Storm? Uh, yeah, Lance was Lance was a trip. So it was like it was me, Lance, and uh, Hurricane for the longest time, and then after Lance retired. We ride with Coach, so it was me, me, Coach, and, and Hurricane. That was a fun car too. So we had a lot of. A lot of but laughs. you used to kind of drive Lance. Nuts. Oh, he's driving nuts, yeah, because he's so like anal about everything, right? So he's like, like on his bags, he has to have all the zippers lined up. So like, sometimes if he was like, you know, getting ready to go somewhere, I would just like 
undo his zippers or I'd move them or whatever, and he'd turn around and be like... <laughs> and then I would like to get it. It's like, hey, hey, cut it out, jerk! You know, it's like, you know, like stuff like that. Or like, I remember the story with with maps. We had this um, was before like the GPS is on the phones or whatever. And I, I might have already told the story, but I'm gonna tell it again. So pretend you didn't hear it. Um, so he used to do the map quest thing where he would we would get the. The, the towns for the weekend, and he had a little, little folder, a little Duotang folder <laughs> that he would put, that he'd print out, and he'd had his folder all printed out of every day, this is how we were gonna travel, da 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 So it was like, he's like, oh, it says here, da 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 go here, blah, 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 blah. So we get, we pull up, so we pull up the town, and he's like, we pull up to this gas station, he's like, all right, I got us to the town, one of you idiots, go inside, and uh, ask him how to get to the building. So I pick up my phone, make a phone call, Hurricane's like pretends he's asleep in the back and we're literally sitting there for 10 minutes and we're like at this point neither one of us can budge we can't so we're sitting there all of a sudden he's like you guys are idiots and he gets out slams the door goes inside gets the directions comes back in we start driving and as we're driving it's complete silence he's so mad and uh, his facial expression went from to <laughs> so you know he's face, mad straight face yeah so uh, he's like I was like hey Lance he's like what and I was like, you fancy yourself a pretty smart guy, huh? He's like, I'm a lot smarter than you. <laughs> and I was like, are you? He's like, yeah, I am. And I was like, hey, on, well, on those, um, those addresses for the arenas that, and stuff they give to us before the road trip, he's like, yeah, what about them? I was like, you know, you could, in MapQuest, they have little lines. You can actually put the full address in there. Instead of just getting us to town, you could probably get us right to the arena. <laughs> and he goes... He just turned beet red. His eyes were bulging out. Like he didn't say a word. He was so mad. But like that's the kind of guy. Lance he would just a, put in the town. Yeah. yeah. And then the actual yeah, arena. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he was so mad. You can go all the way with this, right? Yeah. Last question. Uh, Is it about Winnipeg? Very storied career. Yeah. Which 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 what's your story about Winnipeg? No. Uh, Story. I gotta know about Winnipeg. Yeah, some you know later on as soon as we're done this yeah. thing, you're, the Winnipeg story. I'm gonna call everybody like, back. Tonight. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, you, you guys make sure call. you're in the area. So you we've can got be, all your email addresses yeah. and phone numbers. Yeah. So if we call you back, yeah. that means he's got the story. Yeah. Uh, all the great matches that you had is there one that stands out as your favorite? Um, well, I think the um, obviously the first ladder match with the Hardys is the one that kind of put us on the map, and um, it was just like a, like. It was a great night, you know what I mean? Like I said, it was, and we came back, and I remember Mick Foley said to us, he said, guys, you just became WWE superstars. You know what I mean? You, you cemented yourself tonight. This was the night. So it was like, that will always have a special place to me. That, obviously, um, winning the world title against Alberto Del Rio for the first time in Tampa, which is like my second home. All right. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, so the, uh, those are probably the two that stand out the most. All right. Well, and of course, this day is this probably this the is greatest, like the f- day, greatest, greatest day afternoon with yeah. the greatest crowd here. Uh, thank you so yeah. much, Christian. All right. Talk is Jericho live from Caroline's with Christian is not done yet. We've still got the Q&A. There are some great questions and we got some great answers uh, in front of the great crowd at Caroline's in New York City. We're going to turn it over to the Caroline's audience. But first, I want to say thanks to one of the great sponsors who makes it possible for me to do this show for free twice a week for you. Talk about DraftKings.com, the place for one week fantasy football. And if you use my promo code Y2J, you can play for free with your first deposit. Playing one week fantasy football at DraftKings is amazing because you 
don't have to worry about bye weeks or busts. So if you have San Diego Chargers quarterback Phil Rivers on your season-long team, he's got a bye this weekend and won't be playing. Not a problem at DraftKings. You know why? You just choose somebody else. Rams running back Todd Gurley's poor performance, killing your season-long team. Is that what's happening? Not a problem at DraftKings. Just pick a different running back that's kicking butt. How about uh, try Green Bay running back James Starks, who's back in action and looking to get a lot of snaps from Aaron Rodgers on Sunday night. That's the great thing about one-week fantasy football at DraftKings. You aren't stuck with the same lineup week after week for the whole season, and you're never out of the money. You will never have to troll the waiver wire at 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning, desperately trying to find replacement players. And this weekend, DraftKings is hosting another huge fantasy contest with over $100,000 in cash prizes. Up for grabs, up for grabs, up for grabs. They are up for grabs. Use my promo code Y2J to play for free. You got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Just go to DraftKings.com now. Choose your players for this weekend's contest. Use my promo code Y2J and play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code Y2J to play for free for your share of the $100,000 in total prizes being awarded this weekend. Only at DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See the website for details. All you got to do is you pick your roster, you lock it in, you sit back, you make your money, you never give it up. That's the promo code Y2J at DraftKings.com. Kristen is the special guest for Talk is Jericho live at Caroline's, which we actually did the weekend of SummerSlam. And coming up, the Q&A segment with fans, a uh, surprise moderator is no- Noelle Foley. Uh, Nick's daughter is going to be the surprise moderator for this. And wait till you hear some of these questions, and there may or may not be some uh, rad kazoo playing, let me tell you that. So we're going to get to the question and answers, but first, I'm going to tell you how you can make a little extra cash and be your own boss at the same time, nothing better. All you got to do is drive with Uber. Uber is the ultimate side hustle, man. And it's that time of year is the holidays when the little extra cash can really go a long way. And driving with Uber lets you earn extra cash whenever you want. You turn it on and off just like your car. You do what works for best in your schedule. And you drive for as many hours or take as many pickups as you want. If you got a few spare hours, turn it on and drive with Uber. And believe me, those spare hours add up quickly. And like I said, you're your own boss. You don't have to clock in or clock out. You want to do a couple drives? Do it. You want to pick up a couple people? Do it. You want to just uh, be done with it then be done with it for the day you know you make a great boss you're gonna be very nice to yourself you're gonna be very good to yourself you know you love working for yourself and if you're driving right now while listening to this show you could be earning money you should be earning money and every day is payday when you drive with uber because you can cash out anytime with instant pay with access to instant pay cash out your earnings up to five times daily with no minimum amount required okay listen if you enjoy earning extra cashola if there's something special you want to buy christmas is coming up you got some presents your car can start making your money go ahead get your side hustle on sign up to drive with uber today go to uber.com slash drive now that's uber.com slash drive now one last time uber.com slash drive now it's the ultimate side hustle drive with uber make some extra cash easy quickly and on your time yeah right now i'm talking to the stage a special guest for the q a section please give a roaring round of applause to our good friend from wwe network holy foley noel foley I didn't know you were going to be here. No one told me. All right. Perfect. You just happened to walk in? No, I just came from the bathroom. Oh. Whoa. Perfect timing. I walked right in, and it's like, Noel Foley. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's great to be here, right here at Caroline's. There you go. (laughs) What is your name, and what is your question? My name's Alex, and by the way, I'm from England, but I recently moved to near Toronto, Canada, so, you know, I best country in the world. Go Canada. Yay. 
Yeah. All right, go Canada. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. All righty. Hey, have you ever been to Winnipeg? I have. This thing happened to me there. I want to tell you, you about it. I like to ask go, around when I go back, and if anybody I know remembers the story, yeah. I'll kind if of, you go to you Winnipeg, know, can you find Jay's story for him and bring it to him, please? Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, for Christian, it's like you guys, you Edge and Christian did so many kind of po- each town. There was a different pose for like whatever it was, either sports or like folklore or something. Do you have any that like really stand out in your mind as like classic five second poses? Yeah, I think the one we did in Indiana with um, with Bobby Knight when he choked the the player. That was kind of big at the time, and we were doing the six man tag match uh, with. Um, Team Eck, Edge, Christian, and Kurt. And um, so we wanted to do this little deal where we had the, Edge came out with the, with the Hoosier um, coach, you know, sweater on. I think I had the Hoosier player jersey on. And I can't remember what Kurt was wearing, but so we were like, well, how do we do it? There's three people, like Edge was gonna be the coach, he was gonna choke me. And they're just like, why can't Kurt just choke himself? <laughs> so it was like, it, like, Edge was the coach and he choked me and then Kurt like, like choked himself and it was completely ridiculous. That one stands out to me. The jug band in Kentucky was pretty good. Uh, we had the, the, the teeth. And then I think the, um, the Bill Buckner thing in Boston was pretty good. People were pretty mad about that one too. So those are the three that probably stand out the most at this point. Thanks, man. All right. All right what is your I would have hugged you. Your shirt says hug like a champ. I would have given you a hug. All right, what is your name and what's your question? Uh, my name is Ed. I just want to say thank you guys for having this, this awesome event. Um, my question is for Christian. Um, I guess I kind of wanted to get a feel for I really enjoyed your ECW run when you kind of came back uh, and kind of interrupted Jack Swagger. Um, was there anything that was, I mean, was that supposed to really happen or did something happen last minute and they changed it? And um, what was your thoughts during that run? I thought it was really great. As far as, a lot of great matches. you mean as far as being on ECW? Yeah, like, was it, yeah there, well, there was a couple, like, like I was just coming back at the time, obviously, and just a little interesting tidbit, if you go back and watch it, I actually said drink it in, in that promo, but... Yeah, of course. Whatever. He stole everything from him. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I'm going to use that like in yeah, yeah, eight yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> I put it in my uh, trio at the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me put this. Yeah, yeah, give me the little, the little thing, right? No, but um, yeah, I think there was a couple different ideas on the table. Um, I don't know if it was set, obviously it wasn't set in stone. Um, I know there's a couple of things about me maybe being the guy that attacked Jeff Hardy. I know it had been tossed around, but nothing was set in stone at all. I know that for sure. Um, and I think that they just you know didn't want to bring me back and throw me in like the Royal Rumble if I wasn't doing that. Just as like, hey, he's back after so long. They actually wanted me to do something. And at that point, they, from that when it ended up being Matt that that had. Um, attack Jeff, they needed somebody to kind of take that spot as the main baby face on ECW because it was very much a young show and they wanted somebody on there to kind of work with the younger guys and that. And I mean, honestly, you could take it either of two ways. You could say, well, it's kind of a slap in the face or you could say, I'm going to make this show my show and have some amazing matches. And that's what I did. I was like, cool, let's do it. I just wanted to get back. And I was like, I saw a, a, a blank slate where I could, I could be the focal point of the show, come back, ease my way back in, improve, kind of reprove myself all over again that, hey, being the focal, I can, I can be the focal point of a show, whether it's this one, whether it's SmackDown or whether it's Raw. And I was fine with it. And I had some, I, I actually had a lot of fun. That was, that was a really fun run. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, Big Ed. Let's hear it for Ed. Ed Jackson, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. What is your name and what is your question? Hi, I'm Josh. Uh, Christian, I really loved your TNA stuff. And 
the one that I dial up, it's really obscure, I guess. But my favorite is when is the Christmas episode when you asked Santa Claus for Jeff Jarrett's white pants so that you could be the true champion. I was just wondering, what's your favorite TNA <laughs> memory? What's your favorite pair of Jeff Jarrett pants? <laughs> the ones I'm wearing now? Um, yeah, I... Um, yeah, I mean, I think working with with uh, with AJ was probably one of my because I, I really liked and I and I always thought that he would be great here and I'm glad he's doing what he's doing now. But I always thought he was like just a, a really top caliber performer and was going to be breakout at some point. So um, working with him and kind of see him progress and get more confidence as he was working with me and stuff like that um, was probably the funnest part for me there and 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 that sort of thing. But yeah. Okay, what is your name and what is your question? My name is Nick. I have a question for both of you. Um, has there ever been like, any time you've been so fed up with like, the front office or creative that you had legitimate thoughts of like, leaving? Legitimate thoughts of leaving? Yeah, like, leaving the company. Um, a couple times I did. I, the, the one time I was actually going to leave was I, was I had just done a job for Viscera in San Jose, and then I showed up, and I was, I, for some reason, I had talked myself into getting really pissed off. Like, I'm quitting. This sucks. Sick of losing every night. And stupid. Um, and we were in State College, Pennsylvania, and I was walking to Vince's office. I was going to tell him, I'm giving my notice. I'm done. And as, as I'm walking to his office, I see a, a, a former writer, not the guy who's here, a guy called Tommy, and um, he was standing there, and he's like, hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to go leave. I'm, I'm, I'm giving my notice. I'm telling Vince I quit. He goes, well, you might not want to do that until you find out what you're doing today. And I'm like, I don't care what I'm doing. doesn't matter. I'm quitting. He goes, well, let me just tell you what you're doing first. Tommy, there's nothing you can say that's going to stop me from going in that office and quitting. Okay, well, you're winning the world title tonight. I was like, What? Maybe you should tell me. And that's the night when, uh, when I beat Triple H uh, in the first segment of Raw and then had to give the title back, you know, 20 or 30 minutes later. But I was ready to quit until, thank, thank God I saw Tommy first or I still would have walked in there and been, made a real fool of myself. Probably wouldn't have won the championship that night. There you go. Christians. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, I mean, with anything, when you are passionate about something you do, you always want to do more. Right, so there's a lot of times you're like, I could be doing more than this, and I could be, and you're like, yeah, screw this, I'm just gonna. There's no reason for me to be like, yeah, you get those thoughts, but then you, you calm down and you think like an irrational, uh, like a rational adult, and you realize, hey, you got, you have to do the best with the situation that you're put in. Yeah, and um, you know, you're getting paid, and it's a pretty cool yeah. job. So sometimes you just gotta relax and sit down and say, hey, this is really so bad. And I think once you actually think about it rationally, you realize that it's much better than you know digging ditches. Yeah, when, you're, or, when you're passionate about what you do, there's always those emotions that kind of go like this. So yeah, you definitely get those thoughts, but then you reality kicks in. And you're like, you know, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Hello, what is your name and what is your question? Um, I'm Luke, and if you could go back and win a match that you lost, which one would it be? I never lost a match, brother. <laughs> The crowd was entertained. That's all that mattered. Yeah, I mean... The, it, it, it. <laughs> Is that your Jack Lanza? With the cigarette? Hey, what's wrong with you, you little f- <laughs> That's for the unnamed raw writer. He'll like that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know... That's a question that you can't really answer because we're all basically actors in a play, and if the script says do this or do that, you do it. And and to say I should have won this match, or if I go back and change it, it's irrelevant because this is show business. So basically, that's the best way to look at it. Cheers. 
Hello, what is your name and what's your question? Hey, my name is Felix, uh, great show by the way. Uh, prior to the WrestleMania in Atlanta, it was advertised Edge and Christian against the core for the tag titles, and then the match never happened. Do you know why it didn't happen? Or were there any talks of you guys actually winning back to tag titles at night? Um, no, I think I didn't know that actually until you just said it. Uh, <laughs> so um, I know there was a couple different scenarios, but I think that um, that uh, I was also supposed to be, I think, in another six-man tag with, um, it might have been me and Kane in the big show against the core maybe, and I think that got changed also because it would have taken away from me being with Edge um, against Del Rio. And I know there was plans with that going forward as well with us, and of course it all changed after that because Edge was uh, found out he had to retire. So uh, I didn't know that, know that we were advertising a tag match. I know I was supposed to be in a different tag match, but that got they ran like Change. the commercial and everything. Oh, like I don't. Tag title match. I didn't even know. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. There's something new. You'd be amazed at the stuff that we don't know, <laughs> or, or like merchandise that comes out. Yeah. Like there's a, a Chris Jericho coloring book. I'm like, I've never heard of this before in my life. Yeah. Like there's, they should send you one in the mail. Yeah, right. You know, give me the. Yeah. Geez, a Chris Jericho bowling ball. Yeah. Like, does anybody have a Chris Jericho bowling ball? Because if you do, I want it. Sorry. Thanks. Hello. What's your name? What's your question? Hello, my name is Mariah. My question is for Christian. I want to know if you thought at any point TNA could have done a war with WWE and might have ended up winning. No. <laughs> um, you know, it's it wouldn't happen first, like realistically. But I mean, it, it could have been, like it could have been. There's always good to have options, especially for fans and for guys that are trying to earn a living. So it's. Yeah. Um, I think everybody wanted it to be as good as it could have been, but it's just it doesn't have the resources or the 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 longevity, the fan base, the, you know, the history that WWE has, so it would have been kind of impossible. Thank you. Hello, what's your name and what's your question? <clears throat> I'm Sonia, and it's more of a request. Christian, can you do five-second pulse with Jericho? <laughs> I don't know if he's down for that. I don't know. It's uh, not in my contract to be doing five-second posts. Is that in your... <laughs> Actually, I've always wanted to do one. We is, never... this, is this in your wheelhouse? Yeah, yeah. You never invited me to do one before. Should I do a five-second pose? Yeah! Oh. You've got to do the, the speech first, though. For the benefit of those with flash photography, Woo! the first ever vitamin C five-second pose. Drink that in. <laughs> Drink that in, bitch. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Seriously, go back and watch that first CCW promo. I said it. <laughs> you did? That's funny. What's your name and what's your question? My name is Jamie, and are you in a music kind of mood? What's that? A music kind of? Mm -hmm. uh, always. Because oh. <laughs> it was never really my bag, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she has one. Oh yeah. Well, this. Look at this. They came prepared. I can play Jer I can play your music with the kazoo. No. Yeah. You could. You might have to do the squig squam squig squam part. <laughs> okay. But sorry. All right. I, can, I might be able to do that. That's not my thing, though. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> That, that's the countdown. That's the explosion. <laughs> I'm still thinking about Winnipeg. How do you do this? I don't know. Well, mine's not working. There's some oil on this one. It's not working. 
I think I see a shoelace sticking out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. It wasn't well, very good. A little bit of it. Yeah, that was it, awesome. it never was. I thought that was great. <laughs> Hello, what's your name and what's your question? My name is Christian, and I have a question for Jay. Yeah, you got to call me with my yeah. shoot name, brother. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My name is Christian, and I have a question for Christian. Yeah, what's up? Uh, who came up with that whole uh, three-second second pose? With, was it you or was it Adam that came up with that? Whole I thing? take full credit for everything we've done. <laughs> Thank you. No, uh, actually, um, we were trying to figure out a way to, um, when we kind of turned heel from the Edge and Christian tag team, we were trying to figure out a way to not come through the crowd so we wouldn't get, like, hit or pulled or pushed. It was, it was really hard to do, actually. Um, so, actually, the unnamed Raw writer was like... <laughs> Hey, what if we do a thing where, you know, you're kind of too good for the fans, you don't want them to touch you, but you still want to give them their moment with you, you let them look at you, but they don't, they're not allowed to touch you, so maybe we'll like, you know, maybe like pose for like five seconds, like before each match, and just like, here, you know, drink it in, man, just to give them five, <laughs> give them five seconds, and then, and then he was like, you know, for the benefit of those, for the, for the benefit of those with flash photography, and we're like, what the fuck is flash photography, and he's like, he was like, you know, like, like and we're like, yeah, cool. It sounds good. Let's do it. And that's, uh, and that's how it, like, usually the best ideas are formed like that, where they're just like, it's just stupid enough to work. And it was like, so that's kind of how, uh, how we did it. Thank you. Thank, yeah. you. Thank you very much. Yep. Hello. What's your name and what is your question? My name is also Christian, and I yeah. have a question for Jay as well. Uh, that's not real. There wasn't two Christians in a row to talk to Christian. <laughs> Show me your ID. I don't buy it. Um, I was going to ask, is there any formal uh, match or program that you would have liked to end your career on? Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's hard because like, I didn't really want to happen. I didn't realize that was the end, right? So it's like, I, I don't know. I really haven't really put much thought into it. Yeah, I mean, you definitely would have liked to have kind of built something and gone out where you could have liked helped somebody along the way or, or done something kind of cool. But it just wasn't in the cards for me, so it's, it is what it is. Thank you. Yep. Hello. Is your, is your name Christian? <laughs> what is your name and what's your question? Oh, my name is Yalito. Yeah, so, so my question is on that for Jericho, that as a heel, is it easy for you like to say that people that are hypocrites and parasites? Is it easy? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really easy to rile people up. And it's fun to do because even something like, I mean, now it's become like a catchphrase, but like stupid idiot, for example. Yeah. This is cold. I get one question. Can you let me answer it, please? <laughs> Jeez, man. I get one thing. He wants to. But I mean, it's like stupid idiot. It started like you just, like the literal thing, like you're, you cry, you people are stupid idiots. And people like, boo, you know, like they're mad uh, about that. And it's nothing. You know what I mean? It's literally just like, who would ever get mad at being called a stupid idiot by a grown man, right? But if you say it properly and you commit to it, people get mad. And that's, that's, that's fun for me. It, it, people always say, like, what do you like better, being a heel or a babyface? I like them both, but if I had to choose, heel is probably more fun. Um, ass clown? That's the ass clown, hypocrites. You know, nobody likes being talked down to. So there's little tricks you can use as a heel that always get... A reaction, you know, and even though you guys are here and, you've, and you're, you're happy to see us, if I wanted to make all you guys not like me, I could do it very easily because that's kind of what I do. I'm an expert at it. I'm an expert at making people not like me. Do it. Yeah. Do it. I wouldn't do it. No, yeah. no. 
That's, yeah, that's yeah. funny now, right? At the time, when I first said that, people got pissed off. I am not a gelatinous tapeworm. Probably because no. they were like, what's gelatinous? Like, they're going through like a dictionary, like pissed off, they actually have to learn. That's right, yeah. So it's like, Talking down yeah. to people. It's a Nick Bockwinkle trick. Cool. Huh. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and you're the best in the world at what you do. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, what's your name and what is your question? Uh, my name is Brent. I'm from Lethbridge, Alberta. Nice. Down checking this out. Uh, question for both of you guys. Uh, when Cena was on his first run, he came over to Raw, and you guys both worked in a program from together. Just curious, your thoughts on the program and if you figured he'd hit the heights that he's at now. I think we obviously knew that he had the potential to do what he's doing. Um, yeah, I mean, we had, a, and a, it was, SmackDown was a completely different animal than Raw at the time when he came over. Like, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. That was a fun I, was program. A, it, it was a, a fun program, and, and that match—it really was a long match, and there was a lot of little intricate things we put in there. And um, he was, you know, right there with us for everything, and and, uh, and like he was—you could tell that he was going to. From there, he was gonna it's, just gonna keep going, and he was he was a special like it's talent. Easy, it's so. easy to say this, but I honestly can say that I, I knew that he would from the start because I saw him do this backwards promo, where he would say something like, "Hey man, you know, nice T-shirt. You didn't understand what I said. Let me rewind it and say it again." And he would like talk like you're rewinding something, and I just thought it was so like brilliant. Like what a cool idea. And then the first match we ever had, his first pay-per-view match was against me in Detroit. And the finish originally was for me to win, and I called Vince and said, "You got to put this guy over. He, you know, you he, he can't just have me beat him." And he's like, well, "Why? You think he's got something?" And I was like, "I honestly, really, honestly, do believe that he does." I saw that from the start. It took a while for him to get there and figure out, like for all of us, how you how do you harness this character? But I could tell there was something about him that that was that was stood out from pretty much anybody else that I'd seen, and I was right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hello, how are you? What is your name and what is your question? My name is Noah. Um, for both of you, who's your favorite wrestler on the NXT or the active roster? I work in the big leagues, man. I don't watch NXT. <laughs> so, you're, so you're your own favorite wrestler? What's that? Oh, I, I, I'm just joking, but uh, I mean, Samoa Joe is, is awesome. I think you've probably worked with him yeah, quite a right. few times. Yep. He, I think he's probably the most unknown great wrestler out there, and I think when he finally comes to the main roster, the big leagues where I work, that uh, <laughs> he's going to make a huge impression. I can even see him, if they do it right, being a legit, believable opponent against Brock Lesnar. And there's not many. There's not many. There's probably the only guy that I could think of. If they bring him in properly, he could really make some money with Brock. And then Nakamura is great as well. <laughs> I worked with him in Japan uh, about two months ago uh, by request. I wanted to see, is he really as good as people say? And he is. He's, he's, he's excellent. Excellent performer. I think my favorite guy present company excluded yeah but uh no i think aj is probably i think he's from the moment he stepped out he was like you could tell uh, he thought i belong here and it's like you know, sometimes the nerves get a better to get the better of you he didn't have that from the moment he stepped out it's almost like kind of like what, what yeah. this, this is a long time coming it should have a legit long time ago. main event performer yeah so he's he i think here, it's yeah. exciting for me because i've always liked him um and always thought that he was capable of doing this right. so it's it's pretty cool to see yeah thank you all right. Hello, you are the last one. What is your name? And it better be a good question? one. Yes, it is. <laughs> Hi, my name is Paul. I'm from Jamaica, Queens. And my question is that you have a match with Enzo and Cass tonight for SummerSlam. Why is it during the buildup you kept telling them to stop it? What is it? And... <laughs> <laughs> 
What? That's the eternal question, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, when you're ready to find out, I will fill you in. Until then, you're not ready. What? <laughs> hey, can you tell me? No. <laughs> All right. There you go, man. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, where, where that started from, just as a quick thing, is I just, I'm, 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 it was kind of, um, I guess you called it a challenge for myself. I wanted to see if I could get the word it over. <laughs> Honestly, that was, I was like, I, I, I think, I think I can what? get the, the word, yes, you're right. It's, this, it's like, it's what, yes, now it's it. And the fine tradition of just getting a one word uh, catchphrase. So uh, I think it's working so far. I'm, I'm going to continue on it. There you go. Continue on. It. It. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Jericho and Christian. Thanks to Christian for coming out to the live talk as Jericho live at Caroline's. We had a great time in New York City, and we appreciate all the Caroline's crew for making it so easy. And if you dug today's live talk as Jericho podcast, I got another one this Sunday. Talk as Jericho live in Toronto at the Bassett Theater with a very special guest, my best friend Kevin Owens. That's the Sunday morning before SummerSlam. We're doing a special VIP breakfast at 10 a.m. Then we got talk as Jericho from 11 to 12. Then from 12 to 1:30, it's a special private meet and greet signing all that great stuff go get your tickets now at markoutmoments.com you know how great kevin owens is on the mic we're gonna tell some great stories stuff you've never heard before be a part of the live experience uh live at the bassett theater talk is jericho 10 a.m till 1 30 before SummerSlam or before survivor series and when we're done with that head on over to um, a good friend jim ross jr's got a, a ringside uh show one man show he's doing that at sctv uh, second city theater in toronto just across the street from the bassett theater so have a great wrestling filled day first of all talk is jericho live in ba at the bassett theater with kevin owens then zip over to cjr show then zip over to survivor series where kevin and i are the co-captains and we're going to kick some butt against smackdown this weekend all right thank you for listening and uh, thanks to uh, of course like i said to checking out all my sponsors including the og sponsor amazon Easiest way to support Talk is Jericho. Great way to get your holiday shopping done with no hassles or crowded malls. You can find my Amazon links at podcastone.com. Click on the Killer Deals button on the top right corner of the page, then hit Talk is Jericho. I got the Amazon links for USA, UK, Canada. Every time you use them, Talk is Jericho Amazon links. Amazon kicks back a small percentage of the show to help us cover production costs. You can buy anything you want on Amazon. And using them, Talk is Jericho Amazon links. They're not going to cost you any extra fees or hidden charges. Once again, podcastone.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page. Then hit the Talk is Jericho button. You find all my other great sponsors there as well. DDPyoga.com slash Jericho. Get 15% off the DDP Yoga program, plus three full months access to the DDP Yoga Now app. DraftKings, use my promo code Y2J to play for free with no deposit this weekend. Uh, the Books.com, B-O-U-Q-S.com. Use the promo code Jericho. Get $15 off your order at $60. Bucks. That's a 25% savings. Don't forget Pura Dior. You go to 2MinuteClub.com slash Jericho for $20 off plus free shipping on your first order uh, to get your hair back luxurious and thick once again uh, thanks to all my sponsors and thanks for checking out the Jericho Network at Podcast One we got you entertained every week Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus is on Tuesday smart intellectual discussion about pro wrestling uh, telling some crazy stories about ECW this week they're actually uh, reviewing their debut episodes on e ECW uh, some great old school ECW stories Keep It 100 with Conan uh, is on Thursdays this week the Eddie Guerrero tribute was amazing huge hit Team Tiger Awesome so funny if you haven't checked out Team Tiger Awesome 
go give them a shot. Monday, truly, and uh, and Clint Gage, hilarious pop culture conversations. That's every Sunday. Lots of shilling here, but just go to o- iTunes or O-Tunes, hit the subscribe button on all the Jericho Network shows, including mine. Leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. We all appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. And next Wednesday, the hits keep on coming after Tony Iommi was uh, episode 300. We're episode 301 here with Christian live in New York City. Next Wednesday, go back to the rock and roll. One of the most famous bands in rock and roll history and another rock and roll Hall of Famer, the Sex Pistols. We got the stories of the early years of the greatest punk band of all time, the Sex Pistols, with original bass player Glenn Matlock. That's right. He's talking all about how the Sex Pistols got up and running, how they formed, how they broke up so quickly, how volatile they were. We're going right back to London in the mid-70s. This is the Sex Pistols, the early years with Glenn Matlock on Talk is Jericho. We are rocking it next week. We're rocking it this week. We're going to see you this weekend at Survivor Series. We'll see you this weekend at Live Talk is Jericho at the Bassett Theater with Kevin Owens. Be there or be square. Yeah, boy. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. 